This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. What's up, everyone? I'm Noah Daniels. Hey, y'all. I'm JJ. Hey, guys. It's Kat. And on this episode, we have the official, the ghoul guide is joining us tonight. Courtney absolutely rocks it on social media, bringing everybody fresh yeah. hauntings <laughs> content. And it's, she is somebody that I've really enjoyed myself following for quite some time. Courtney, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thanks for you being are here. I feel like you're kind of um, the hauntings tour guide. You know, you do a great job investigating and bringing all these places to life, uh, even though that sounds cheesy to say on a uh, ghost podcast, but you do a cool, a really good job. How did you find yourself doing this? Um, So I've always been like really into like the supernatural. It's been this like weird constant in my life. When the pandemic happened, I was kind of just like over everything and um, going to cemeteries around, you know, Western New York and Buffalo and just like kind of driving to like get a view of some of these like haunted and abandoned locations was like my escape of kind of like the whole pandemic and just to like get out of the house. And um, I had this like nagging idea to create the ghoul guide. So that's how I kind of got like started into that. But um, I've always loved the paranormal and stuff in some fashion and making the ghoul guide was just my way of like having a creative outlet but also like trying to find friends around me that wanted to do this because surprise surprise like no one around me wants to go to like these locations with me and they don't like believe in ghosts and they don't want to touch it so like this is my way of being like all right like if you really want to do this might as well go try to find some people that want to do it too and it all just kind of happened JJ doesn't believe in ghosts, but he does want to touch it. So I don't know where he lands if that's his his motto, but he's always up to touch a ghost. <laughs> I mean, so- I, I love going into it being a skeptic. Like there are some places that I've heard stories of and I'm just like, all right, like, all right, I'll believe it when I see it. And I'm still that type of person. It's always really nice to have that like healthy skepticism, I guess yeah. you can say. Because like there are places that I believe that are just haunted, like Waverly, I can be like, it's haunted in my heart. It doesn't have to prove itself to me. But then there's other places where it's like, no, like it has to prove itself. So I get it. For sure. Can you explain to our listeners who might not be familiar what the Ghoul Guide is? Um, so the Ghoul Guide is a haunted travel blog that I've kind of created on Instagram. Um, it was 
it started off showcasing all the haunted and abandoned locations and urban legends around Western New York and Buffalo, New York, where I grew up and am still am right now. Um, and then I started hanging out with or meeting up with people from Instagram and going out to investigate some of these places. And it took on a life of its own. So I've for over the past two and a half years, I've been showing Instagram and all those curious minds out there, pretty much all haunted locations from as far as Massachusetts, down south as um, far as Kentucky, um, out to the Midwest by Illinois and Missouri. So I've kind of been all over and I'm just kind of showing these places and kind of giving you a glimpse into, you know, the weird stories that are still out there. And we do love awesome. to find out where people fall on what we call the believometer. Zero meaning ghosts aren't real. Ten ghosts absolutely <laughs> are real. Where do you fall on that scale? I'm going to say I'm a seven. I feel like yeah. we've had a lot of tens back to back. It's it's nice to have someone who still is like, you know, and we love our tens. We love our tens very much, but... <laughs> It's it's nice to have uh, someone with with a dash of skepticism in there. So I mean, the thing is, is that you don't know what exactly is happening. Like it's all paranormal. I will say that, but um, I love going down this rabbit hole theory that I've been bringing up lately. Um, it's like, what if we're the ghosts? So basically, like, what if we're just making the hauntings, and we're just like hearing ourselves from like future, or the past, and so so it's like. I wouldn't classify that as a ghost. That's me in another form. Like, I'm not a ghost yet. <laughs> the only, like, I never really thought about this until we went to a sanatorium out, out west um, where we saw, like, two flashlights come up on a wall. And we all assumed it, were, it was two people walking into, like, the area we were in. And we're all sitting up on, a, on stairs, and there were seven of us. So like seven people had this all happen at the same time. We watched the flashlights come into the room and we're getting ready for them to actually walk in. But then all of a sudden the lights just flash out and not a sound is heard, not like no one's around. So my two friends run into the hallway to try to catch someone and no one was there. No one was in the rooms across the hallway or even in the hallway. And it was physically impossible for them to be gone just like that. And the only, like, we, we threw around this theory and it got us thinking that it's like, well, what if that was myself and another person? Because two nights prior, we were stuck in that same threshold because bats were swarming us and we couldn't get through the area. So what if we just ended up seeing our own flashlights from two days, from two days ago? Oh, wow. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> I know. So Courtney, did you, obviously you've been on you know a ton of uh, ghost investigations, paranormal investigations. Before you started doing that, did you have any paranormal happenings in your life previous to investigating? When I was seven, like this is the one that like really sticks out in my head. Um, when I was seven, in the middle of the night, I remember waking up and I looked out my childhood bedroom window, and on the in the bottom right hand like little panel of it was someone's face and there's no possible way for someone to get up there like there's no like balcony or anything like that um so that instantly freaked me out I remember just jumping out of bed and running across the room and hiding behind something and it felt like forever but it was probably like a good like couple minutes and I remember peeking and it was gone and I was so freaked out of that moment that I didn't 
tell anyone pretty much like up until I started the ghoul guide because I always thought it was a dream and I always thought it was something like I kind of made up but throughout my entire life like the anytime I thought back on that moment the feelings of being terrified were still there like I could mm. remember it vividly like it was a white face like I remember like cowering like peeking over the corner and stuff like it was just it just felt so real so um that was like one of my first experiences but then after I kind of I didn't really get over the fear of the paranormal and like what it all could be I just started kind of understanding it and I'm still like a little afraid of it because it's the unknown and we're all a little afraid of the unknown um I started understanding it more because the ghost shows and like things geared towards the paranormal were slowly starting to come out like ghost hunters and um scariest places on earth and I think like truth or I don't know the one with like Michelle <laughs> some girl there was like some little tv show but like it kind of like helped me understand a little bit more and then I started seeking it out when I was in like middle school and like high school like I would I live used to live by um a mile and a half long stretch of cemeteries so like we had access to it and we would go and you know like pretend we were ghost hunting in a cemetery and like hang out with a recorder and you know play with the Ouija board in my friend's basement and stuff so like we actively sought this out but it wasn't until um my like senior year in high school where I really started like kind of investigating whatever I could and like dragging people along with me who wanted to do it and then in 2020 when I started the ghoul guide I just went full on into it so and ever since then I've it's just been like nonstop. do you have any thoughts on people using Ouija boards now as as someone who played around with it because I gotta say I always thought it was like just kind of a like a like a silly sleepover kind of thing but I've met so many people who are like if you fuck with a Ouija board <laughs> you will get possessed by a demon and I'm I just didn't realize people I had such strong fears of Ouija boards until we started this podcast. Yeah. So I grew up in a, like a Catholic household. Like my, my grandma was really Catholic. Um, I went to Catholic school. So I kind of got it from that end. And I feel like that also just fuels my curiosity into this side. Cause I'm like, well, if this was so bad, like, let's see what's this all about. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, so when it came to like Ouija boards and stuff and playing with it, I've nothing really happened. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's kind of just a trick on your mind. Like if you're going to will something and I mean, it, it's all just mind tricks really. And, but there's also a part of me that like wants to believe something could happen, but like the chances yeah. I, or like the, the, the times I played with it, nothing really happens. When I met my current, um, some of my current friends that I have, uh, Mark and Deanna and my friend Steve Roth, they're all, they're great investigators and they're also huge Ouija board collectors. Um, I want to say between my friends, Mark and Deanna, they have about like maybe like over 150 and their perspective on it kind of like helped me realize that there's really nothing to be afraid about with them they came about in a time of grief and this was people's way of trying to communicate with their loved ones who had passed on in the Victorian era. And it's, 
it's really nothing other than that. And the whole, mm-hmm. I feel like the whole like demon side to this and the whole evil thing, it's kind of just been blown out of proportion in some aspects when it comes to, because of like the theatrics in the movie world. And, you know, it just makes for a great story. Like mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a storyteller. I love a good story. And sadly the dark and demonic and evil things are going to lure people in. So people are going to go with it, but I don't think there is as bad as people make them out to be. I feel like they're very misunderstood and religion definitely played a part in everything and pieces of a really cool part of history are getting lost because of, you know, this, this fear that a lot of people have within them. So I saw on Instagram that one of the places you were investigating, unless this was just you know, something that was thrown together for a post, but it, it looked like there was like in red paint, like somebody's handprint and it was like send help or something. What was that? Um, oh, so that was a old hospital on college Hill. Um, a, so a lot of these like haunted locations in order to kind of like bring in more money to help these places survive and thrive and, you know, get restored. They do haunted houses in inside them around mm. like October and stuff. Cause Everyone wants to go to a haunted house. Everyone wants to get scared and why not do it in a real haunted house? And um, so all of that was just like theatrics. Okay. I, I had a um, feeling it wasn't, that I was like, man, if that right. was actually a bloody handprint that somebody wrote send help, that must be the best died. story ever. Yeah. I remember um, walking <laughs> into that room and being like, what is going on? And everyone was like, it's, it's not real. And I was like, are you sure? Like. So what are what are some of the memorable hauntings that you've had on these investigations? So recently I was just at the Waverly Hills Sanatorium, which is a kind of like notorious haunt within the paranormal world. Um, I've been very lucky to be able to go. This was like my number one spot to go to, like ever since I was eight years old. So being able to get there was just heaven on earth, really. Um, but the last time we were there, we it was our second night there we were getting ready to pack up and we it was probably about like five in the morning we had our things in our hands getting ready to go and all of a sudden you just heard someone scream they're coming from the patient rooms we were in the kitchen so like the way the best way to describe it is that the the patient rooms and like the staircase for that is all behind doors um so like everything from there is muffled and you know when teams are out there you really don't hear them so for someone to scream like that super loud it all like caught our attention it caught well three of our attentions and we we kind of looked at each other I was like oh my god that's the tour guide she probably fell like you guys need to go help her so the three of us just run out into the hallway and there she is holding napkins or like paper towels. Like, what's going on, guys? And we're like, you didn't just hear that person scream. Like, are you okay? And she's like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. And like, she could see the like the panic in all of our faces. She was like, people say that happens all the time, though. I'm sure it's fine. And I'm just like, are you like, <laughs> like this is ridiculous, like ridiculous. Wow. And we ended up walking our friends out. And she was about to call the security guard and she kind of looked at us and she's like, I have, she's like, I have to clean up a little bit more. So if you guys want to go investigate that, go be my guest. So we all looked at each other and we just like booked it down the hallway. And we, we walked each floor of Waverly with no flashlights. It was just the three of us. We were kind of just walking really slowly. 
just kind of keeping an eye out for anything. We didn't like, see anything. Sorry um, to interrupt. Are you clenched like this to your friends when you're walking um, down the hallways? Surprisingly, no. <laughs> I was oh. just kind of, so I actually had experiences earlier in the night. So I kind of, it was also really cold. So I had my hood up and I was just kind of like looking down at my feet the entire time. Cause I was oh, like, I, I saw, I saw like a flash of a person in like a white gown earlier in the night. And Ooh. that was enough to, and like, that's always been like one of my fears going to these places is that I'm so nosy. I will look in every room as I pass it. It's just me. And I always tell myself one of these times you're going to look in there and someone's going to be standing there and you're not going to know what to do. And that time happened and my friend was looking down. So like I was on the terminal side of the hallway. So like there was no sun porch where I was for this story. He was looking out the sun porch. So I looked up from looking at my feet and just standing by the door. It was like a quick flash of like a person from like the chest down in like a hospital gown. And I like quickly glanced away and I was like, wait, what? And I looked back and it was gone. So I was like, oh, like I was like damn it like I didn't want to see that um so that was no like one of like the notable haunts so like that mixed with the scream and then when we went to go investigate the scream we all stopped on like the fourth floor and above us you can hear something fall and what sounded like someone walking away so we're like what is that we all ran up the steps and there was absolutely no one there we don't know what fell like there was nothing to possibly fall so Waverly kind of sent us out on like a great note. And oh, what is man. it about the Waverly? I mean, that that is a top haunting destination for a lot of people. What is it in the history of that place that has drawn all these spirits that kind of perform for everybody? Oh, this is a good question. I feel like since the paranormal shows have, you know, been out there, this has been one of the spots that has it was really like, it was one of the first spots featured on Scariest Places on Earth. And ever since that episode, it has just been in the paranormal world and they opened it up for everyone to kind of like see for themselves. And if you think about it in the aspect of like energy um, and all of, you know, the traumatic events that really happened in that building over the years, it makes sense why there's so many spirits or, you know, impressions or energies floating around that place and then you factor in all that for the tuberculosis years and all that constant moving energy and then the nursing home days after it only for it to sit absolutely abandoned for a couple years until you know the Manning Leans took it over and then the rest is history so you had all this energy and then now once the Manning Leans took it over they started regurgitating all the history they started, you know, people started investigating and telling like what they saw. So like you're telling all these stories and you kind of, you kind of factor in the residual stuff, but also what if it is, some of it is like thought forms and egregores because, you know, we've just told all these stories for so many years, we created these hauntings. Hmm. So it, I feel like it's kind of like a mixture and that's what also draws everyone in to see what they can find. And I know a lot of people go, you know, like maybe once a year or once or a couple times a year. And like, it seems like all their experiences are different and that's cool. So I also feel like that brings everyone into. Courtney, I would love to know through your travels, say Kat and JJ and I are getting ready to go do our first investigation. I'll kind of string along Kat's topic here. 
How about just Noah and JJ are going? <laughs> They're not that bad. Um, if, if we were getting ready to go on our first one, where would you say is the most underrated location to investigate and the most overrated location to investigate? Well, I'm going to do the ones that I've been to because Please. I really only have a chance to speak <laughs> on that. I'm not about to get yelled at by everyone. So I will say, I think the most overrated would have to be Bobby Mackey's. Hmm. I said it. Um, what, is, what is Bobby Mackey? We're so out of touch. <laughs> oh, okay. Great so, burger place. Not. Cool. Um, so Bobby, <laughs> Bobby Mackey's is Bobby Mackey's Music World. It is a dive bar. A, let me rephrase. It is a country dive bar in Wilder, Kentucky, just outside of Cincinnati. And it's its rise to fame had been from um, Ghost Adventures. It was like, I want to say like one of the first episodes that they that they really did when it came to like having an actual show and not just documentaries. Um, this is the famed one of like the portal to hell in the basement. Someone had an exorcism in the bar. He was um, the caretaker to the bar was living above in the apartment and he would say that he slept with a shotgun because he would hear people downstairs at all hours of the night even when no one was in the bar so he was terrified he said that quote-unquote demons tried to drown him in the bathtub um it it's a messed up place theoretically with all these stories um it also tried they also have like a legend where um someone had their head chopped off and thrown in the well in the basement and that's one of the hauntings there Oof. yeah so i mean ghost adventures covered it it's uh, it's on there i'm sure people know about it um i just want to say that when i went there I didn't know if it was weird because weird vibes were actually happening or it was just weird that I was in a dive bar at 11 a.m. on a Tuesday. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, it, the story, like the story of Pearl who was beheaded and where her head was thrown down the well, it's not true. Um, the only ties that's there is the fact that her and the um, two men that she was with were actually kicked out out front of Bobby Mackey's, which used to be an old stagecoach back in the day. Um, but she wasn't killed there. Like her head wasn't thrown down the well. They pretty much came to the conclusion that they she was beheaded. And um, they ended up putting her head in the dental incinerator in Cincinnati where the two men went to school. So the whole sto story of Pearl like it has no ties to that, but like people still are convinced that she's there. Yeah. Um, but I would say like that to me right now, that's the most overrated. Um, just because I don't think that anything is there. And if it is, maybe I'm wrong, but I haven't experienced it. Um, but I would say maybe the most underrated, in my opinion, would possibly be mid-orange correctional facility. This place is in Warwick, New York. So it's about like 60 miles away from New York City. And it sits in the Catskills Mountains. Um, oh, it, I love the Catskills. Yeah. So pretty. I've only been there it's once, so, but it was really, really Oh pretty. my God. 
when the sun we we were actually there the one night when it when the sun set and the mountains just turned to this bright red and it was mm. so gorgeous but um don't let that fool you because once the sun goes down at this place it is absolutely terrifying <laughs> <laughs> i the first time i actually investigated here i went down a hallway alone in the mess hall i heard something behind me coming from a room so i was like oh let me go check it out. It's cool. And I like backpedaled and I was about to go walk into the room. And right as my foot was about to cross over the threshold, all you heard was boom, boom, boom. It sounded like boots running towards me. And I was st staring into a room where I could see absolutely no one in. So that was Ooh. the scariest thing. Mm. I jumped back and I was like, no, no, no. And like all my friends could see was like my pink little light just running down the hallway. <laughs> <sighs> um so that that place definitely scared me there and then um most recently we've kind of gotten into one of the dorms which is where they held their prisoners so it wasn't like a normal prison it was kind of like an open um they had open cells really like and they just had a bed it was kind of like low to medium security and it's like final years but back back in the day it used to be a reform school for boys and it it was pretty, it was pretty rough. There were a lot of suicides. There was, you know, people trying to escape, power struggles. Um, and one boy actually committed suicide here. And we thought, you know, like we were possibly making con or contact with him. And this dorm ended up turning one of our friends who was a skeptic, more like really leaning on the skeptic side into a firm believer because he felt his entire pant leg just get grabbed. Mm -hmm. And there was no possible way for anyone, like no one was around him. It didn't get snagged on anything. He like literally felt the hand pull on his uh, jeans. Mm -hmm. So that is definitely underrated this episode of the real hauntings real ghost stories podcast is brought to you by wild grain hey everyone it's noah daniels and i'm here to talk to you again about wild grain our last shipment of wild grain was so good that my four-year-old cannot stop asking for more of that awesome bread with dinner and i'm not gonna lie i'm right there with him and honestly there's nothing quite like the smell of fresh bread baked coming from the oven what if i told you that you too could get that delicious experience of homemade bread with none of the time and work involved well you can by ordering from wild grain wild grain is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads fresh pastas and artisanal pastries every item bakes frozen in 25 minutes or less no thawing required and you can now fully customize your wild grain box so you can choose any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries. You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box. When you go to wildgrain.com hauntings to start your subscription. You heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com hauntings. That's wildgrain.com hauntings, or you can use promo code hauntings at checkout. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. 
Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Would you say that the vast majority of your experiences are either audio, you know, where you're hearing banging, you know, feels like inflections of things around you or, or physical interactions with spirits. Is that way more common than actually seeing like a apparition walk across the room or something of that nature? So I would say, well, for me, um, I would say hearing things and seeing shadows are probably like some of like the top experiences that I've had mm-hmm. um I'm I actually love seeing shadow figures they're one of my favorites um they're the creepiest things once you actually see them but <clears throat> like seeing like a full-on like full body apparition um I don't I don't think it's that that often at least it never really happened to me there have been times like at Waverly where I saw that quick flash but I don't even know what that was I don't want to classify it as a full body apparition because mm-hmm. it was just a quick glance of whatever was um but I would I would definitely say like hearing things is and like having like those weird feelings um are pretty much some of the main experiences that a lot of people have um I'm also one that kind of likes to go into these places and just kind of sit and settle and let the building kind of show itself to me um so I don't really try to do anything like with equipment that much, but, um, but yeah, yeah. I'd say just like hearing, hearing stuff and possibly like seeing shadows are like your top things. Yeah, no, that's all pretty spooky. I mean, I don't know what I would do if I went into one of those places and heard footsteps running right at me, but couldn't visually see anything. That sounds horrifying. <laughs> I didn't know what I would do <laughs> until it happened. I, I still don't know how I how I didn't like just collapse in that moment because I was like, All right, is this like really happening? And like it took a second and I'm just like, no, no, like you gotta go. And actually, like a year last May, um, we went back for the first time after this happened, and they sent me back down the hallway with a recorder. And I was like, Do you remember me? Do you remember running me out of here? Like, why did you do it? And I let it go for some, some time. And like, really, it's like a, it's a DR60 that my friend had and their voice activated. So they really shouldn't pick up anything other than your voice. So when we, when we played it back after my little redemption, we got to that question. And in theory, my voice should, it, the question should just, should just go back to back to back. Um, But when we, when we got to that question, you can hear something after it go, because I could. And that just sent chills down my spine. I was like, okay, you guys won. Like, oh. <laughs> And did it sound like a voice that was right up on the mic or did it sound far away? What did it sound like? 
from what I can remember, it didn't sound like really right up on the mic. It sounded like a, like kind of not like a whisper, but maybe like a little bit over it. Just one where we could definitely like make it out when we played yeah. it back. I think I have it on my phone. So if I find it, I'll definitely show you guys. But yeah, yeah. You just send it over. I, we'd love to uh, play it for our audience. Man, that um, that's that's all really cool. I mean, and as you continue on this, obviously, this is something you've had success with, you know, on online. It's is this becoming a full-time gig for you or is it still just when you can do it or how's that going? I want it to become full-time. This has been super, like, it's been like a really, really fun journey to be on, but I'm pretty much treating it as it's a full-time gig while doing my home, like while doing like my actual full-time gig. Um, so, So like for the past, so yeah, for the past like two years, I have been working in a school So Monday from Monday through Friday, I've been pretty much doing a nine to five. And then once five o'clock hits, I'm on the road where I don't come home until Sunday. And then we do the cycle all over again sometimes. So that's been my schedule for about two years now with some winters off. But as crazy as it sounds, I wouldn't have traded like really trade it for the world it's uh, it's like one of the most chaotic things to be a part of and to like really put yourself through especially when you're doing these long nights and you're traveling um I travel by myself so I pretty much drive everywhere um so it's it's very stressful sometimes but it has been so much fun that I really wouldn't trade it for the world so hopefully in the future this could become a full-time thing it definitely would be a very fun adventure to be on, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. That's great. And for our audience that wants to keep up with all your exciting journeys, where can, where's the best place to keep in touch with you? So right now I would say the best place is Instagram. That's kind of, that's the home spot. It's my favorite place to be. Usually almost every day, I will post something from one of my adventures. I'll bring you in on my story posts. Um, like this weekend, I will be going to uh, Grand Midway in Pennsylvania for a ghouls weekend with some friends that you might know of. And yeah, it's going to be exciting, but you can find me there. That's the main one. I'm also on Twitter, Facebook, uh, TikTok, and even YouTube, all under the same handle. Uh, the YouTube really isn't like a big thing yet. I'm just uploading like my reels and stuff to YouTube. It's kind of like a soft launch. So <laughs> So we'll see what, what happens with that too. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much where you can find me. And that's at the ghoul guide, right? At the ghoul guide. Yeah. Got to throw that in. Um, (laughs) (laughs) well, we, we really appreciate you coming on. This has been, I feel like pretty informative, uh, for us, the three of us have never done a haunt or anything. I'm trying to set something up in Savannah, maybe for later this year. So I actually, no, I did do a ghost tour in, uh, uh, where was yeah, that? Yeah, why are you laughing? <laughs> I <got laughs> snort when you said that. Because it was like his bachelor party. Was, they were like, it still counts. No, you're we right, did, you're we right. We did a ghost tour and it was basically like, we went around to like parking lots of different motels and the tour guide was like, <laughs> this is where someone murdered his wife on their honeymoon. And it was my bachelor party. So it was just like a weird Wait, vibe. didn't they give you, um, <laughs> What did they give you? What devices did they give you? Oh, they gave us the EVP. It it wasn't an EVP. It was a thing where like the light turns green or orange or red. Oh yeah, they gave us. Yeah, and they're like this. 
means there's a ghost or also if like your cell phone is doing it, it means your cell phone is giving you cancer, which my cell phone was doing that a lot. So I, I. How accurate is that? None of the other phones turned it red except his. Yeah. This sounds like an incredible bachelorette. <laughs> I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. The ghost tour was kind of the low point of, of the weekend because we uh, we were not aware of Ghoul Guide. We probably could have found a better haunted experience than just going around to motel parking lots. No, no, no. JJ there was also experience like, no one can provide. There was also like a fake medium on our tour who like came up to like me and, and the people who were with my group who and she was just like, mm, what like one of you, your dad, your your dad died, your dad passed away. And we're all like, hey, like that's not cool to just like come up to people and say that when we didn't ask. So but but B, it was not true. And then she was like, oh, your brother then. Also not true, except one of my like very woo-woo hippy dippy friends was like, well, maybe metaphorically. <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh. That's hysterical. JJ, at any point, did you tell the guy like, mm, oh my podcast? Actually, we just No, <laughs> I did not bring it up. <laughs> no. Oh my goodness. That is hysterical. Uh, I don't think, yeah, I don't think you could top that. <laughs> I mean, maybe with a real haunting experience like you had, but you know. Uh, um, if your phone gives us cancer, yeah. we're getting into water. <laughs> wow, we're getting treatment. Well, uh, you're you're on my health insurance. That's so. true. <laughs> what a flex. With that, I'm Noah Daniels. I'm JJ. I'm Kat. I'm Courtney. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.